I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 247 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful host, it's Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am doing okay. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Just uh, trying not to throw my computer or phone trying to plan this crazy, fun trip that we're going on soon. I just want to not do any of the planning. Here's the thing I was going to realize, like, I have never, like, really planned a vacation before. At least not one that involved, like, like doing shit, like, beyond just, like, going to Chicago or mm-hmm. going to Anaheim and having my friend pick me up. And then we go to the convention and we are, like, there's an Airbnb booked and all I have to do is send people money. The whole, like... I need to decide on an itinerary. I don't, I don't like that. The thing with me is I'm a big planner. I love planning things. Like I remember like a couple of years back, we went to like Arizona for a timeshare and I was able to like look up like all the restaurants, places to go, things to do, how far the Grand Canyon was so we could go to the Grand Canyon. Like I'm a big planner. So Europe is big and all the places that we're going to are just like so far away and then just thinking okay gotta get flights and then i gotta get train rides because i take the train to here to there and then i'm gonna take another train here to there for this tour then i'm gonna take the train back and then go to this go to disney paris and then take the train back to london stay in london for just like holy fucking shit um may i make a suggestion yes have a boyfriend who lives in the country you're going to who has a car Oh, God damn it! He has a car? No, it's not the most practical suggestion. Yeah, of course he does. I mean, he has to. <sighs> Motherfucker. Come with us to Disney Paris. <laughs> uh, okay, so you just, like, how much do you pay for a chauffeur to Paris? I don't know. Like, I gotta count the change in my pockets, but no. Um... <laughs> Ah, uh, it's bad. But we'll get we'll get more to that later. How are you doing? What's what's new with you? What's going on? Oh, I'm okay. I'm stressed. Uh, trip's coming up. 
Uh, not much else going on, but it just seems like a lot of shit to think about. And also, like, I, I'm going to be spending, like, two weeks with my boyfriend, who I have not spent that amount of time with because he lives in another country. And that is, like, I'm very, very excited, but also, like, what if he does not like me? Let, let me tell you let me tell you a fun story so yesterday um i saw that the scruffies had a new podcast up so i was listening to it i was on my my afternoon run and kev said something about like you know my my wonderful girlfriend and literally in the middle of my run i'm like yes just like I had finished a marathon or something like the adrenaline I had after that was like I could do anything oh my god it's very funny to me how many people are like emotionally invested in our relationship it's the best it took a couple of people to make it happen but I mean I know from experience I mean yeah, I love that we share in common that we met our boyfriends through podcasting. Like, that's the funniest thing. Who would have ever thought that, you know, us starting this podcast, you know, single, know, right? single, re- single ladies ready to mingle. And then we, we meet our matches like, you know, on I don't want to say on the radio because it reminds me of that weird guy that was like fucking weird for years. But yeah, I'm podcasted, you know, just what a joy. You know what's kind of annoying about that? What? It's when you like drill down on it, the person responsible fucking Steel Saunders. Dude, Steel Saunders is responsible for fucking everything. It's insane. <laughs> our friendship, our relationships. It's very annoying to me to have to be grateful to that guy. I know, like if that guy didn't have, if that guy wasn't a comedian and like Star Wars and did shows and had people show up to those shows or like events where I could talk to someone and be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Then you know what? <laughs> um, yeah, we wouldn't be here today, like gushing about our I, men. I know. Also, it's very funny that we both had to talk to each other's respective dudes to be like, dude, what the fuck? Make a move already. <laughs> We need to have both of them on just to like <gasps> boyfriend pod. Oh, 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 they should have their own podcast. Oh my god! If only like we had like a Patreon, like that'd be like the perfect like Patreon pod. Is like the boyfriends of Canto Bite. Like, could you imagine the chaos that would be? Like, you just just imagine just Carlos and Kev just like going at it. Not like I land the fighting, but just like, <laughs> oh yeah, like talking about the ladies. I mean, that's that's a whole new. I mean, that's like Patreon after dark, but <laughs> not like that. I'm not. I'm not saying that like they're they're opening themselves up to each other. I'm just saying that like you're just like just talking about like their ladies, you know, in respective ways. <laughs> but that'd be so fun. We need to get them on together. Yeah, that I, I mean, look, we can barely even scrape together having one guest on. I don't know if we can do two, but I don't know. Has it been done before? I don't think so. I think the most that we've done is one. Yeah, and we barely do that. <laughs> I know. Lately, the before we've been recording, Carlos comes in here and just gives Emily just so much shit, or like he he gets it to the point because he's like, I just want to annoy her. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. What a dream. 
He's a rascal. Yeah, he's 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 my rascal. But I mean, it keeps things interesting. Like at least, at least he has things to say. I know it was so lovely the other day. He was helping my dad because my sister, she's a teacher now, so she has to set up her classroom, and um, he was setting up like a mini like kitchenette for her for her kids, and. Um, Carlos was helping him with the tools because, like, I don't know what Rusty was doing. I think it's Rusty was, like, in his, like, nice suit and he didn't want to get it dirty with tools. So Carlos was like, yeah, I'll help. And I'm like, that's really nice. Good job. Aw. Oh, my God. I'm going to meet. I'm going to meet Kev's family. Most likely. That's fucking weird to think about. Oh, my God. How many siblings does he have? He has a sister. Oh, just one sister. Okay, that's nice. That's Mm -hmm. that's lovely. He doesn't have, like, 800 people in this family like Carlos. That that I love very much. His family all, like, lives, like, near him, so his parents are really close. He has, like, at least one aunt who's really close. His sister is nearby. That's fun. Quiet. I like that because it's a lot, it's kind of a lot, like, how my dad's family is. Like, everybody is sort of near each other and likes to, like, do things. Yeah. I know. That's, like, my dad's side of the family. Like, everyone's just, like, really chill. We don't do things a lot, like, just for, like, normal holidays, of course. But, like, it just, it's like, hey, we're in town. Want to hang out? Okay. You know, just chill. I like it. But, oh, I'm excited for you. Meeting the family is always fun. I haven't, I, I, don't, I haven't done that since, like, college, and it didn't go particularly well, but. Oh, my God. Why would it not go well? You're a catch. I, they, no, they were just, look, I, this dude's really cool, and we're still, I mean, I guess, we're, I mean, we're kind of friends insofar as we follow each other on Twitter and say things to each other occasionally. Oh, maybe he's listening. He's, absolutely not he's a really good guy and i like him a lot but when his parents came to visit like they took us out to dinner and it was just like super awkward and like they just basically didn't talk to me at all he was super pissed and like yelled at them afterwards and i'm just like i'm yeah that's awkward you're a catch yeah they weren't like mean or anything it just felt very strange because i know like if my parents had been like taking us out, my dad would have been like asking him like a million questions, not in like a, in a you know like interrogation way, just in a my dad's super interested in people kind of mm-hmm. way. And so that's and just was like the opposite of that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah, that's that's awkward. I've never had like situations like that before. Like I'm thinking of like the past like you know parents I had to not to have the past parents I had to deal with, but I guess like the past like parent interactions. Like I feel like like not until Carlos like I've been like truly myself because of course like my my longest relationships prior to Carlos like weren't very long. So like of course like I'd be prim and proper Brittany, and prim and proper Brittany's pitch gets to like very very high because like i'm nervous and i'm like hi yeah i like this i'm going to college for this yeah joe's a wonderful guy you know like just shit like that like i nails on a chalkboard so <sighs> but yeah trip planning is not going well so no sunday I needed to make a change to our reservation because when I first booked the hotel, like months and months ago, um, I had done it for like the whole time we were there because this was before we added all the stuff in France that we're doing. So I went on um, the Holiday Inn app because I was supposed to be staying at a Holiday Inn. I don't give a shit. 
Holiday Inn. You're listening. Yeah, yeah. So I go on the app and my reservation's not there. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I contact the the customer support, like just like texting, like or just like on Twitter, I message them. I'm like, hey, here's my reservation number. Where is it? And they're like, oh, your your reservation was canceled because the hotel is going under construction. And I'm like, oh, oh this is great. I'm like, I would have loved to know this information. And long story short, they had tried to contact me. But my phone number wasn't on um, the app, but my email was, but no one still contacted me. So I was back and forth with a couple representatives being like, um, you guys canceled this without notifying me. You could have notified me during email. Why didn't you? And they were just giving me a bunch of excuses. And I was telling them, okay, great. Because this happened, I, I still want to stay at your hotel or one of your hotels at the same rate that I was supposed to pay back at my non-existing hotel and they were like oh, I don't know about that and I'm like no this is going to happen so I have a case number with them and they're like okay we're going to call you on Monday and I'm like okay great like waiting around Monday no one calls today is Wednesday I've still been ghosted so fuck Holiday oh, Inn yeah. I mean not fuck Holiday Inn like f- Holiday Inn in the states lovely uh don't have any problems with them. Had wonderful stays. But Holiday Inn in the UK, get fucked. Because bad customer service. I don't know. I was really upset about that. But then I found a lovely Airbnb. I was very thrilled last night. It took me like two days to like narrow it down to a couple places. Like I was really stressed. Like great, fantastic. Found a place. Lovely. Washer and dryer. Everything I want. Uh, the host hasn't uh, responded yet. Oh my god. And they have one more hour to respond so i'm gonna have to find another place to stay in london so i am um i'm stressed but it's fine i mean this is my nightmare yeah it's it'll get figured out hopefully we'll see maybe holiday inn will be like hey we're sorry stay here for free that's not gonna happen but you know a girl can dream but yeah yeah but you might be like hey stay here for a discount or something yeah and which like i'll probably accept but I don't know. I just, I was really upset. I'm like, why, why didn't you tell me? Like you had the opportunity to tell me. And I'm like, I'm no Karen or anything, but I just, yeah, it just, it sucked. Like I told them, you know, it was a big event that I was going to, everything was booked. That's why I booked early. Well, also you're fucking traveling internationally. Yeah. And I just love how they just gave up. Like they didn't, they had my email, but they're just like, oh, we don't have a phone number. So we can't contact them. Like, no, like, I mean, it was probably better that they didn't contact me because then I would have had to pay to talk to them because like they're, you know, across the country or and across like the, the pond, like what the fuck? So I'm upset. I mean, it is what it is. Everything happens for a reason, I guess. I'm, and we ended up extending our trip anyways, because they found cheaper flights and that was a surprise. So now just trying to figure out like transportation, how we're going to get from point A to point B, how much it's going to be. Trains are expensive. Eurostar, can you do me a solid and like just drop prices? That would be fan fucking tastic because I'm poor and I would love to travel on trains. And then, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to not pack as much because we don't want to, we don't want to bring a, uh, checked luggage so we're doing everything carry on i don't know i just trying to be frugal and trying to be cheap it's hard it's hard being cheap emily 
But yeah. Yeah, just need to win the lottery. I know. I'm distressed. Hopefully it'll all get resolved. But I hope none of this is happening to you or in Kev. Like, I mean, he, you guys are lucky because, like, he, he lives there. He knows what to do. He knows what not to do. So I have full faith that it's not going to be as stressful as it is for me. Yeah, I just need to figure out, like, what the fuck we're doing. I, because I, I don't want, I'm not a person who wants, like, we're going to be here at three o'clock and at five o'clock we're going to be here. But I need to know, like, okay, we're going to be in this town staying at this hotel. That's something I need to know beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope that it gets better. I mean, it should. I, ho- I hope that my hotel people, like, accept my thing. It's probably not going to happen. But I have some other backups, thank God. It's just so expensive. Emily, why is traveling so expensive? I know. It really fucking sucks. Yeah. I went to Benihana for the first time the other day. Oh, how was that? It was fine. Okay. Just good food, good chicken fried rice, good steak. That's it. Yeah, I would like in gen. I've never been, but in general, I don't. I don't need a show. I just want. I just want some good food. I know, and I felt bad because like he was doing the show and everything. I'm like, this is great. This is lovely, but I'm fucking hungry. Yeah, I know, but poor Rusty just wanted to go to Benihana. He texted me like a week ago and be like, "Hey, I want to go to Benihana. Let's go." And I'm like, "Okay, that's really random, but okay." Korean barbecues. I really like Korean barbecue. So the whole time Carl was just like, "Why don't we just go to Korean barbecue? Korean barbecue is great. I love Korean barbecue. Korean barbecue is fucking great. I love the seafood options. Like, give me some spicy uh, octopus. I I'll fuck that up." <clears throat> Oh my god, so, Brittany, mm-hmm. I have been listening to a very exciting audio <gasps> that we at the Cantabite Dispatch were very excited about. Yeah. And that is Spare by Prince Harry. Read by Prince Harry. Oh, fantastic. You don't need subtitles or anything? You can understand them fine? No. No, I, I can I can understand. I mean, he's very posh sounding. It's not he's not a hard accent to understand. Eh, sometimes I, I get upset sometimes if he's on TV and I don't see the subtitles. I'm like, dang it! I'm really bad with accents, guys. Bear with <laughs> bear with me. It's gonna be a fun trip. Oh my god, I know. I'm terrified. I'm fucking terrified. Carlos is just gonna leave me astray. I'm just gonna just stand there and be like, what? I'm sorry with me and my California accent. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I'm about I'm about a third of the way through the book. I think I've just gotten to the point where um, he is about to be deployed in Iraq. Hmm. And I must say, so far, much less salacious than the tabloids and like Twitter would have you believe. Although I haven't gotten to the Megan stuff yet, where obviously it was a lot of the drama. It is. Deeply sad. Like, the book is just making me really fucking sad in ways I wasn't expecting it to. Uh, He is... He's a good narrator. Uh, It's, you know, it's maybe like a little bit, like, flowerly written sometimes. Um, 
I don't know if he had like a ghostwriter or somebody helping him write it or not. There's nobody credited. Uh, it's you know sometimes it's a little bit like purple prose, but it's pretty fucking good. And again, it's just fucking depressing. Because I mean, so I mean, obviously, like the stuff I read so far is, you know, there's a little bit of a prologue, which is when he's um, meeting Charles and William at Philip's funeral, when obviously a lot of bad shit has already gone down. And that's sort of like, you know, the intro to the book, and then it cuts from that to his childhood. And uh, he doesn't really talk about his really young childhood before Diana's death. It is mostly focused after her death. But the thing that really is striking is, and something I didn't know, I don't know if he's talked about this in interviews or not, but how deeply in denial he was over her death. For years and years and years, he would, he refers to it in the book as her disappearance. That she had this idea that he convinced himself as a kid that she had faked her death to get away from the press. And that one day she would reveal it and he'd have his mom again. Just refuses to accept anything else. And it is, it's hard. Yeah, that's really hard. I was reading a little bit about that today. I I had never heard that either. I mean, that's horrible. I mean, I think it got to the point where, like, he had to ask for, like, images or footage. And then he literally was going to where it happened. Like, he needed all this proof. Like, this poor boy, you know, thinking that she was faking his her death and that she would come back and save them. Like, I can't imagine little Harry going to sleep every fucking night. Just like, okay, when's my mom coming back? Like, that's so heartbreaking. Yeah, and it's just, it's really, it's it's rough to read. And obviously, look, I, I realize you can't, you know, you can't necessarily take his version of events 100% as true because he, you know, he's obviously going to have some biases against his family for the way that he's been treated. But, you know, it, it talks about, like, the way the press, even when he was really young, treated him as the naughty prince and how much that fucked him up. Um, there is, cause you know, he, he, you know, he admits to stuff like he was, you know, smoking, smoking quite a bit of pot when he was young in school and shit. But then there, there's some like tabloid editor who, who comes to the palace saying that they're going to, she's going to run a story talking about he's a, how he's a, like a hardcore drug addict <laughs> and has like been to rehab and he's like, but that's not fucking true. And according to Harry, and given everything that's happened in the past couple of years, I tend to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one, is the spin doctor that Camilla convinced Charles to hire, who we actually see at the end of The Crown, decides that... It is better to let them run with this story with Harry as an addict because it will give sympathy to Charles as, you know, the single father 
with the wild child who he's trying to control. And this is a time, of course, when, when people were really against Charles. Blamed him still a lot for Diana's death. And, you know, hated the fact that he was with Camilla. And so Harry sort of gets sacrificed on the altar to that. I'd be petty as shit for that, too. My God. Yeah, and 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 it's just you know there's 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 stuff like that you know there's like stories of of you know girlfriends or just girls he happened to be photographed with and and shit like that and he also talks about being the spare and you know everyone you want you want to you want to talk about his his incredible wealth and and privilege and I don't think you can ever forget that like obviously whole lot of people had much harder lives than him mm-hmm. in a whole lot of ways but this idea of since he was a little kid he knew he was the backup and he existed to even he, he literally says like I, something effective i was there if william ever needed an organ like that's why he that's why i exist to be a spare body part and that's got to fuck you up quite a bit. I guess and just knowing that he is a spare too. Like, I think that the... I, I think that he was saying that, like, right after he was born, that Charles thanked Diana for giving him a hair and a spare. Yeah, like, oh, like, our duty's done now. Mom, I'll get off my back. Yeah. Like, they used it as, like, a nickname for him. The Spare. Like, that's not a cute thing. That's horrible. I mean, like, I would jokingly, like, give that to, like, my, like, if I had two kids. Because, I mean, like, we're not fucking royalty. Like, my Spare. Like, or, like, not even my kids. Like, my, my pets. Like, if I have two pets. Like, oh, you're the, you're the youngest. You're the Spare. But, like, animals aren't going to fucking know what that means. Like, they're just going to think, my name's Spare. <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God. Like, that's horrible. Just, like, your whole childhood, just fearing, like, what if Willie gets in an accident and he needs an organ? Like, I got I to gotta give him my kidney. Like, I have no choice. I have to give him my kidney. Like, just the idea that that's why you exist. Uh, there's also a- another line that struck me a lot is he mentions that he's never hugged his grandmother and I can't like comprehend that because it's not I mean it's not like his grandmother was some distance figure in terms of they were around each other a whole lot like she's in the palace where he would live when he was little she was always around but that was you know fucking undignified or so even in private never hugged his grandmother what trips me out so much is that even in private, they're they have like sticks up their ass. Like they don't like take off their shoes and watch TV at the end of the day. Like they're just as stuck up and prim and proper as they are, and in, in the in like in public as they are privately. I mean, they, there's no hugs. Like what? Never hugged his grandmother. That's so strange. Like she talks about, like especially like a thing like. Of the of the previous generation, like I think obviously Diana was was quite different with them, but 
he, he mentions like when, you know, Elizabeth would come back, you know, from six months off somewhere and would just shake Charles's hand. It's like 12 years old, maybe even younger. That's what he got, a handshake after not seeing his mom for half a year. Royal family's fucked. It's so sad, like, seeing how fucked they are. And it's so sad seeing the media just, like, destroy Harry because how else is he making money, guys? Like, they they dropped him. They, he has no, like, how else is he supposed to make money? Like, do a Netflix special, do a book. Like, he has to make money. Like, stop giving him shit. I mean, if you all, okay, everyone, if someone paid you $100 million to spill all your family secrets but do it tastefully, you'd fucking do it. So shut the fuck up and be nice to the guy. I mean, especially if your family had been hugely racist and gross towards your wife and, you know, murdered your mom. The British press is fucking terrible. <clears throat> and I feel like a lot of it has to do with Pierce Morgan. He's a terrible oh human my God, being. He's the fucking worst. Him and Sharon Osborne like need to go to an island <laughs> and just like stay there. No Wi-Fi, no anything, like no Twitter, so they can't tweet out their weird uh, opinions. And then, dude, fucking Sharon Osborne was like on like the UK talk or something because like um her daughter just had a baby and she was like, oh yeah, the baby's name is this, the baby's name is that. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Like if I had a child and like my mom was like posting pictures of it, like before I did, like, no, 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 no. Like this is like celebrity baby protocol. I'm only getting paid to release photos of no, but just like, that's just crazy. Like you don't release the information on a child unless it's your fucking child bugs the shit out of me celebrity i mean pierce morgan is a fucking like vile human being i i grew up watching him on america's got talent like i didn't know how fucking terrible he was until like just like the past like 10 years his gross obsession with Meghan markle is so fucking weird Oh, it's not only he's such a like pathetic like incel loser about her. He is, and then like he has like incel losers that just follow him and agree with him and like quote tweet him like he's God. Like it's just it's disgusting. Ugh. He's disgusting. He's so the British press is disgusting, and you know, good for Harry. Release your book. Go on late night TV. Take shots with Stephen Colbert. Like. You do you. You're happy. Give us your in and out order. I don't know why People Magazine the other day was like, here's Prince Harry's in and out order. He orders two double doubles animal style with fries and a Coke. I mean, look, you got pages to fill. What are you going to do? Like, you just gotta... <laughs> but no, I, again, like you have, you know, you can't necessarily say that like everything that he says in the story is 100% the way things happened. But also I go... Yeah, it probably is closer to his version of events than other. I don't know, man. I mean, the motherfucker orders two cheeseburgers for In-N-Out. I trust him. <laughs> like, I trust a man that orders more than one burger at a restaurant. Because, like, my dad's done that before, and I trust my dad. So I feel like oh, I go. feel like Prince Harry is trustable because he gives us his In-N-Out order, and he gives... I don't know. He's fun. He's the fun royal. He's he's giving us. Inf- I mean, I hate being like he's giving us information. I mean, 
he's writing about what he went through and just so that he, we can see his perspective because we've never had this type of perspective before the years that the monarchy has existed we've never been let in because of course like why would we be let in like that's monarchy the monarchy but i don't know i think what he's doing is you know doing potentially some good i mean maybe the royals will learn not to be racist and hateful and um uh, probably not no, but no, like, like, fuck him, man. Like, I feel like, I mean, that's the other thing is when you sort of read about how much the press fucked him over when he was a kid and obviously his well-founded resentment over the fact that they, you know, caused his mother's death. The And, and to know that your family wouldn't, defend you to them and would in fact use your scandals as a distraction from the shit they were doing like why not just burn it all down fuck it he doesn't know them anything i mean him too he takes full responsibility for like wearing the nazi costume and every anything and everything like i'm not you know because like the fact that he was saying that William and Kate were the ones who um, encouraged him to wear it, like, where, where's the hate for that? Like, they were encouraging yeah. that behavior. Like, I'm not saying that it's their fault that he did it. He did it. He owned up to it. Worst decision he's ever made. It was a terrible decision. Yeah, and he and he talks about that. Like, I've got I've read that section in the book, and he, he's not he's, he's you know it's not him blaming them. Like, he mentions it, but he repeatedly says, this is the thing that I did, and it's super fucked up, and I, you know, I wish I hadn't done it, and I didn't, I didn't, like, he just didn't think about it, and he absolutely should have, and he, he, he talks about, like, the, um, the rabbi who he met with after this had happened, as sort of, like, you know, the, the palace is like, dude, you gotta do something about this, and... And he, and he really, like, he, he goes into it. And, like, you can, it like, it absolutely seems like somebody who is really regretful of this absolutely shitty thing that he should have known better than to do. And has, and has, like, admitted that and owned it and, like, learned from it. Which is the best that you can hope for in a situation like that. Yeah. I feel for him. Like, what he went through was hell. I mean, but, you know, he's he's financially stable. Like, you know, I, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, poor Harry. I'm going to play my violin for him. Like, it's horrible what he went through. And I'm glad that he's probably getting the help that he needs to, you know, recover from the years of, you know, being mistreated by his family. Like, I wish him nothing but the best. And his family. I mean, I can't imagine what Megan went through and you know what the kids potentially went through you know if they end up staying in in the uk i mean that's horrible it's a very interesting time right now like being able to look into that lens and see like what's going on in the monarchy mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting well i'm excited for you to read more um, I read little snippets of like the book because I don't know if I'm gonna. I want to read it, but I don't know if I have the time. It's like 300 pages long, though, right? It's like really short. It's not like super long. I think it's maybe like yeah, it's probably like 10 or 12 hours. I think so. That would make yeah, 
about that. That sounds right. That's not terrible. Yeah, I, I want to pick it up because I really like Harry. I've always really liked Harry. So I'm I'm happy to see that all the good that he's still doing. Like now, I think moving to the States was the best thing we could have done for him and his family. And I'm very happy for him. I think he's still evacuated, yeah. though, because of all those mudslides in SoCal. So hopefully he's okay. Uh, okay. I don't know why I know that. Yeah, but no, like, you know, get, getting, getting his wife and kids out of there, like, like power to a man, because we see how many people in the royal family uh, did not do that. Yeah. Yeah, well, he probably won't be invited to the coronation, but whatever. Probably not. Yeah, that's that's horrible, though. I mean, like, that sucks. I mean, but... Yeah, I mean, they're shitty, but, I mean, the coronation is, like, such, like, a historical, like, we haven't had one in, like, so long. Like, I look at this as, like, the, like, the pop culture, like, oh, wow, coronation, even though, like, everyone's shitty. So, like, that makes it not fun. Fuck them for making it not fun. Not to wish death on anybody, but in my eyes, nothing could be funnier than if Charles died before he, before the coronation. Yeah, but then fucking Willie would be up there. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, it would be really funny considering how long he waited for his mom to die. And obviously wanted her to die. So he could be king. God, nothing's ever been more obvious. Like, even the crown, like, he's just having secret meetings, doing secret things, trying to be likable. It's rough. Yeah, never, never quite managed that one. Hmm. Well, you know, George has hope. George is about, like, 10, 12 years old now. Like, oh, no, no, George is 10, I think, because George was born in 2013, I think. Okay, I thought it was younger. Let me see. Prince George, because I think he was born after I had my wisdom teeth taken out. Yes. Yes, I'm correct. July 22nd, 2013, because I remember I was sitting in a Panera when my mom was like, Kate's in labor. And I'm like, this is going to be a fucking boy. And his name is going to be George Alexander Louis. No, I I didn't say that. I just thought it was going to be a boy. I was fucking right. But who knows? I mean, maybe George will bring peace to the monarchy. Maybe... Maybe there won't be a monarch anymore. That would be amazing. Maybe he'll demolish the monarchy. He'll become monarch. There'll be a coronation. Everything's going to be fine and dandy. And then afterwards, he'd be like, you know what? Let's let's get rid of this. Like, let's let's set fire to the rain like Adele in that song. And just, you know, not be a monarchy anymore. There you go. Let's be in, like, America. Presidents. No, don't. I don't know what they would do, but I don't. I, I mean, you could just not have a monarchy. I mean, they already have a, you know, like... They have their system. They just also have this other weird thing that they pretend matters. Yeah, then they have, like, prime ministers. And then, like, there's, like, ten people. Like, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Like, what are what yeah, are we cooking I mean, here? The, I mean, the prime minister already does everything. You just have, like, the person who's like, hey, look at us. We have this sparkly thing with a crown on it. Yeah. Isn't that cool? And it Come have dinner at our c- castle. And I think in the crown, I forget what season it was, but they were saying how, like, the monarch is, like, the closest thing to God. And I'm thinking, like, that's a shitty job. I don't want to be closest to God. Like, you know how many expectations? Like, that ruined my life. Think about all the things that make me happy. I become monarch and it's like I'm I'm dancing with the devil. 
like imagine really believing that that you were having the god-given right to like rule a country you were specially chosen by god that's that's fucking weird it's very strange it's a weird thing to believe and it's strange that it's lasted as long as it has. Like, just the history of that family and, like, different, like, royal families. I don't know. And just the the obsession that the media has over it. I mean, I'm a sucker for, like, anything, like, celebrity journalism, like, anything. So, like, I always read stuff. Like, the shit that they write about the royals is, like, ass-kissing. Like, oh, read what Kate had to say on Christmas Day to a child who asked her about Christmas. Ooh, we found Kate's dress. You can buy it on eBay. Like, just, like, weird things are, like, look how lovely they are. Like, no, man. Stop kissing ass. And encourage Nazism. Bad. But, anyways. <sighs> Poor Harry. I love that man. I worry about him, though. Like, I, I don't think that this is good for his mental health, like, doing all these, like, you know, having to rehash, like, all these memories and everything, like, having to talk about it, like, you know, press, press tours are rough, so I feel for him. I mean, not that I know what yep. press tours like, but I feel for him. But maybe it can also be, like, a, like, a pin in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, there's a lot of people out right now, but after that, it can be like, hey, I said everything I have to say. I have my story out there. Yeah. Now, just, just, I hope he's got a really good therapist. I hope so, too. Did you know that the Golden Globes were on yesterday? Why were they on on a Tuesday? Because the Golden Globes are no good. People don't care about the Golden Globes anymore because the Hollywood foreign press is uh, super fucked up. And so now they get relegated to a random weekday because nobody cares about the Golden Globes no more. My mom cares. She was so sad. She texted me. She's like, because we, we used to have like a tradition where we'd watch the Golden Globes or like any award ceremony, get Chinese food, hang out, watch red carpet. She texted me. She's like, I didn't know it was today. It's like, she was so bummed. I felt so terrible. But I'm like, it, mom, it's okay. It's, it's the Golden Globes. Like the Golden Globes are what they used to be. And yeah, it was a well, well, they were never great. Like, and they were, you know, the Golden Globes always weird because they were voted on by like a hundred people or some shit. So it's just the most useless, stupid fucking awards, and the most corrupt, and they're bad. But yeah, they they were trying really hard, and it was funny, like watching them try. Um, but yeah, I mean, I used to love watching it, like for like Hollywood fashion and everything. But like, I don't know, man. I things aren't what they used to be, fashion wise. I have a question for you that that Carlos had had asked me. So, if if you were accepting an award, and you like you were looking down at like a table like filled with like your favorite actors, it could be like dead or alive. Like, who what what would be like the golden table for you? This could be like ma male actors, female actors, um, non-binary actors, like anyone, like mm. animals, like the dog from How the Grinch Stole Christmas, like anyone. Hmm. I don't know. 
because I'm trying to think of like somebody who I wouldn't find like too intimidating, you know, because mm-hmm. you want it to be like somebody you like, but you don't want them to be like scary. Yeah. Um. Jamie Lee Curtis, she seems like supportive. She seems like she'd be like giving you a thumbs up. She seems nice. Um. Hmm. What was your answer? Why I think about this? Okay, I have a lot of people. All right, Harrison Ford, because it's fucking Harrison Ford. Um. In a, an imaginary world where this person wasn't bad because of things that they did during their last marriage, Brad Pitt. Okay. Brad fucking Pitt. Liam Neeson. Adrian Brody. Bradley okay. Cooper. Okay. I would probably fit Meryl Streep in there somewhere. All right. Um, and I feel like there's, like, one more. Like, one more, like, staple, like, Hollywood. Like, not Clooney. Because, like, Clooney is great and all. But, like, when I think of, like, prime, like, Oscar acting, like, obviously think of, like, you know, like, Brad or, like, Leo. Maybe Leo. Leo's so kind. Like, C- Colin Farrell was, like, helping people up on the stage and everything. And I'm like, damn. He's a good boy. Oh, he's a good fucking boy. My God. There's nothing that's more attractive than a man being kind. I love Colin Farrell. He just seems to be nice and to, like, ever since he was like, look, guys, I'm not actually, like, an action star heartthrob type. I just want to do weird shit where I'm weird. That he, I loved him so much. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. He, I'm going to add him to my table. Um, but, yeah, that's a very big table of, like, my, like, my... <laughs> perfect hollywood elites it'll increase over time yeah let's see i'm probably gonna mostly go with like character actors because that's like that's who i like i Mm -hmm. like like weird guys like i would want steve buscemi like that guy he's a little weird dude um let's see if he were not dead philip seymour hoffman um also dead james gandolfini one of the greatest actors ever super sad that that guy's dead uh, I want. I would want Danny DeVito. He is fun. He seems like a good dude. Um, Tilda Swinton. I like her whole strange alien chick vibe. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy, just because she's so pretty that you want, sometimes you just want something really pretty to look at. I mean, she's also very, very talented. Don't get me wrong. Love her. Just watched the menu last week. She's very, very good, but also just, like, mind-bogglingly pretty. Mm. And um, Ben Mendelsohn can be there. Oh, yeah, Mendel. And Peter Cushing can be there. Because he was a very nice man. Oh, I forgot to add Spielberg to my table. Even though Spielberg's not an actor, like, I just appreciate the work that he's done. Like, he can sit at my table. Okay. Yeah, not sure about George. George isn't really a war show guy. Jimmy was there. Jimmy was at the, the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah? Our friend Jimmy? Our, yeah, our friend Jimmy. 
Should we, should we, should we get to our, should we, before we discuss the Bad Batch, should we do our email since we're talking about Jimmy? I think it's appropriate. Like, since a lot has changed since we last recorded. Yeah, we got a very exciting email. And this email is, is the, 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 the title is Avatar. And the little, the little name thing that comes through on the email is just some guy. And then there's, hey, I just wanted to thank you for talking about my movie, Avatar, The Way of Water. I'm so glad you liked it. I swear, I'm pretty fun to have a beer with. Tell any of your fans who say Avatar has no cultural impact to eat a bag of farts. The rank farts I make when I eat a bag full of $100 bills. Lots of love, Jim Cameron. Thank you, Jamie Cameron. Uh, I guess I, I have, I've changed my mind. I will I will have a beer with you, if you so desire. And we can talk about how cool Avatar is and how there's lots of hot water ladies in it. I love celebrities. Thank you for listening to our show. Thank you, Jimmy. I love celebrities. I mean, is it J- Jim? Jimmy? Like, what? What can we call you? Like, I think it's mostly Commander. Jim. Like, what? What can we call you? Because I mean, like, we're friends now. I mean, you enjoy the podcast. You enjoy the things that we like about your movies. Also, I apologize for stealing those three D glasses at D twenty three. I. I just love chaos sometimes and like I feel like at that time I felt like it was a lot of chaos in my brain to like take the glasses that didn't belong to me because like what was going to happen was the D23 police going to kick me out of the convention forever no but um if you would like I'll return the glasses or like put them in like a shrine or something so that like one day when I have kids maybe or like my dogs or cats one day like I could tell them like I saw 10 minutes of avatar that jimmy showed us via skype because jimmy wasn't actually in the building he showed up like on skype and it was like really interesting even though it probably wasn't skype and he recorded it like previously like it felt like skype and like it's like skype that like me and emily record on and it's really cool because like we're friends and we share things in common like skype and liking movies and liking world records and having nicknames i don't know like yeah yeah jim cameron if you want to if you want to come on our show sometime like we'll have you on you can just hop on skype and we'll call you up and you can be on our show and talk about avatar yeah we we really appreciate you emailing us we don't normally get emails from celebrities i mean we talk about celebrities all the time from anybody yeah i mean like celebrity artist chris hall you know i I'm a sucker for celebrities, and but Jimmy, you have a special place in my heart. So thank you for letting us know that you enjoyed us talking about Avatar. Um, let us know like what else like you want us to talk about. Like we can talk about like Navi. We can you know have a section in our podcast where we learn like to speak Navi, and yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can put us in Avatar four or five or six. Yeah, get me a personal trainer like i'll train for it what kind of what kind of navi would you want to be like where would you what landscape would you want to live in oh i don't know yet i'm i'm i think that the future places might be interesting because like i I love the water but like i don't like to sleep when i feel like i'm wet so like i feel Mm. like that would get like uncomfortable like i i rarely sleep with wet hair so and then like the the pandora avatars like i don't know i would feel really scared if like someone can just like knock over my pandora tree at any time 
Yeah, I think I would want to be a fire. We haven't met the fire people yet, but I feel like I would be a fire person. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, I wonder if there's ice people. I could be an ice person. I don't, I mean, I don't really like being cold, but I think if you're an ice person, you probably don't feel the cold no more. And you just get to be like a super, like, awesome ice person. Or you could be like Elsa, where like the cold never bothered her anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Frozen? I've seen bits of Frozen. I know the gist of Frozen. There's a chick. She has ice powers. She has a sister. They sing. There's a snowman. It's pretty good. It's it's pretty good Disney musical. I'm su- I was surprised how good it was when I first watched it. Oh my god. You know what's really good? Inexplicably. Mm-hmm. The new Puss in Boots movie. Oh yeah. You watched that. You really liked that, didn't you? The Puss in Boots movie. A sequel to... A spin-off of the Shrek movies is one of the best animated movies I've seen in years. It is really well done. Like the animation is cool and interesting. The action sequences are are awesome. The like this got this cool like brushwork style to it when they're in the fight scenes. Antonio Banderas is really good. And this movie, which I might have to emphasize, is a children's movie that is a sequel to Puss in Boots, spun off of Shrek. Is about how Puss in Boots is on his last life of his nine lives and is terrified of death. That is the plot of the Puss in Boots movie. It is wild. There is an adorable little dog who just wants to grow up to be a therapy dog so he can make people feel better. Oh, that's some good shit. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, it's so cute. And in the, when you first meet him, he is wearing a cat costume. I can't tell you how much I like a dog in a cat costume, but it is a whole lot. Man, I might need to watch this movie to find out what happens. Did you have to rent it or anything, or is it on, like... I found it. Oh, you found it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Good to know. I Look, I, yeah, yeah. I Look, I would say if it's available as, like, a $20 rental, maybe don't do that. But if it's available as, like, a $3 rental or on streaming, definitely watch it. Super charming, way better than it had any right to be. Good for Shrek for bringing us this. It's 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 weird how good it is. Insane. And it also has um, Olivia Coleman as Mama Bear and Ray Winstone as Papa Bear, and Florence Pugh as Goldilocks, and somebody else as Baby Bear who I did not recognize, but they are a bear crime family. Who are also like on the hunt for the thing that Puss is on the hunt for. They have like, there's a lot of really cool family stuff in it. Oh, But again, there's an adorable little dog who just wants people to be happy. And it made my heart squeeze very, very hard. That's really cute. Good for, good for uh, Puss in Boots. Good for DreamWorks. Making some bangers. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Antonio Baraderas is awesome in it. I'm happy for him. And Summer Hack. Oh yeah, Summer Hack. She's like his she's like the lost love cat. She's great too. I feel yeah. like the Eternals movie she was in was like a fever dream. <laughs> a lot of those recent Marvel movies kind of are, unfortunately. Yeah. No no boy no. How do you come back from Infinity War? Like, how do you continue your franchise after like 
the biggest movie in your franchise. Still haven't seen it. Never gonna see it. Do not care about the Avengers. I thought um, watching it call it was good. Um, the Rings. Shang-Chi. Oh, Shang Chi. Yeah, that was good. I like that one. I like all the shows. There was a yeah. There was that cute little animal with no face. I liked it. I liked uh, Captain America and Bucky. That was good. It's okay. I mean, Loki was good. Yeah. And She-Hulk was awesome. I really liked She-Hulk. I liked uh, She-Hulk, too. That was fun. Miss Marvel was fun. Looking forward to Daredevil. He was great. He's a great... I hope... I hope we see, like, that Daredevil in the Daredevil show. I hope so. Like, Daredevil, who is a little bit more fun and a little less sad sack. I love a fun guy. Yeah. I want more, like, funny walk of shame Daredevil. That was pretty good. That was a good scene. Well, good for Marvel for creating TV. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars is doing that, too. And they're doing that with Bad Batch. Yeah, we watched Bad Batch. What did you think? Episode 3. What a blast from the past. Using tactical droids, joidicas, battle droids. What a blast from the past, Emily. Did that make you miss the Clone Wars at all? Oh, absolutely not. But I didn't mind this episode. I thought it was pretty good. And I thought it was interesting, even though a little too many battle droids and a little too much Zero Omega. I don't approve of Zero Omega. I don't know. I really like this episode. Like, I feel like towards, like, the middle episode, I'm like, oh, we're not going to see the Bad Batch. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. But I really like Crosshair. I really see a lot in Crosshair. Crosshair is super interesting, and especially in this episode. Again, like a little too much like shooty, shooty, shooty episode for me. But the stuff with him and Cody was all great. Uh, and especially at the end, when Cody has the you know like the line of the thing that that makes us different from Battle Joys is we make decisions and we have to live with them. Yeah, I was really surprised to see the hesitation from Cody in this episode. I mean, thinking that he was an Order 66 clone that, like, stayed with the Empire, that he would be um, accepting of whatever the Empire wanted to do. So seeing his hesitation of having to kill um, the mayor, not the mayor, the, the governor of that planet was it was rough because i mean you you see and remember commander cody as like obi-wan's clone and like a big character in the clone wars like this like war hero good soldier following orders and seeing him hesitate that was rough i wasn't expecting to see that but knowing that he went awol and either disappeared or was killed or something might have happened to him i'm eager to see what happened to him yeah, I mean, he definitely, like, took the fuck off. So good for him. Uh, so where do you think... 
where do you think crosshair goes from here i think crosshair is like about to say fuck it i think he's about to say fuck it and find his boys But if he says, fuck it and find his boys, does that mean Bad Batch is going to end after two seasons? I mean, I, I kind of feel like he's at the point now where I don't know if he can be redeemed without him, like, doing, like, the sacrifice thing, you know? Because him killing that lady feels like a real big line in the sand, even though obviously he's, like, done a lot of big shit before that. I think because we saw Cody hesitating and because we saw somebody else make the opposite choice. So to see him kill her and go back to being good soldier dude. I I don't know. I feel like he's got to die. That's going to be a bummer. I like Crosshair. I, I have hope for him. So... That's a bummer, but I mean, you are right. At the end of the day, like, he needs to sacrifice himself because I feel like it's really easy to overlook all the shitty things that Crosshair has done for him to do, like, one good thing. Like, it's crazy how, like, one good thing or, like, even, like, a second of hesitation makes makes us forget all the bad things that he's done. Or just me. <laughs> I did, but I do, like, I still feel bad, like, when he's going to go eat lunch in the mess and the other clones move away from him, like, oh. They're so Poor mean. Dude. I'll fight them. Let's go. <laughs> I know. That's so sad that that happened to me in school. So, like, I fucking feel that. Crosshair, I feel you. I'll fucking sit with you. I think that's why Aww. I hate lunch. And I think that's why I run during my work breaks. Because I'm like, I don't want to have that awkward, like, I'm going to sit here. No, I, I run at my work breaks because I'm too fucking lazy to do it any other time of the day. But, um... Yeah, that's hard. Poor Crosshair sitting down and everyone just like moving away from him like he smells or something. Maybe he does fucking smell. I mean, we don't know that. We can't Maybe smell he him. Does. He doesn't look like he smells. Oh, yeah. I think he probably takes good care of himself. I don't know, man. Because I feel like he I feel like he would think that being like like dirty and smelly would not be something that good soldier did. So I think he has good hygiene for he doesn't wear not like he's not like wearing cologne or anything, but he would smell like soap. I don't know. I think he smells like, you know, when you're wearing something for too long and then, like, the sweat accumulates and, like, you're wearing something with, like, that causes, like, more sweat. Like, his his whole uniform is just, like, sweat. And maybe it smells. No, he takes good care of everything because that's his tools and that's what good soldiers do. He follows the rule book exactly of... Of, of hygiene and uniform care. Yeah, he cleans his penis really properly in the shower, too. Absolutely. Yeah, because that's a mess when you don't. Not that I would know by experience. I just, I think that hygiene is really important. <laughs> anyway, the lunch scene reminded me, cause it just reminded me of the adorable scene from the beginning of the show when Omega comes to sit with them. Yeah, that was really cute. And just so sad how now he's just in that dark and gritty lunchroom. And then every time he sits down and is about to eat, he's called into the big boss's office. <laughs> Man, I'd be so fucking pissed. I'm so ready for that guy to die. Oh, me too. Especially, like, do you see that piece of bread that was on his plate? I'd fuck that up. Are you kidding me? I have to leave that piece of bread? Fuck off. 
also partially I resent that dude just because I'm like, man, if you weren't on the show, maybe I could see fucking Tarkin. Because Tarkin is your boss. I'd rather be seeing your boss. You're just some stupid, annoying dude. And they play, like, the dark music for him. Like, he's some, like, badass. Like, he's just a fucking narc. That's what he yeah, is. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, he's, like... We don't like that guy. He's, like, the mini-boss under Tarkin. Like, Tarkin can make him disappear yeah. in five minutes. This guy acting all big and tough and stuff. Fuck him. Oh, but... Sorry. God, but uh, no, I, I've I've enjoyed I'm enjoying the show so far. We'll see where it goes. Still, lots of show left, but yeah, you know, thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised how good these episodes have been. I mean, not that they weren't good before, but how dark they were. I was listening to the Scruffies, um, and they were like saying, "Oh, this is not a kids show," and I'm like, I feel like I kind of agree sometimes because I feel like the shit that we've seen in this show the past two three episodes, I'm like. Dang, that's hardcore. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of, of people getting killed. Yeah. And not just like anonymous, you know, background pair mm-hmm. people, but like we're actually like seeing people straight up get murdered. I know. So crazy. Like those like clones got like malta fucking death by those droidicas. Like those droidicas seemed like extra intense. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't remember those droidicas being like that in the Clone Wars. I just remember, like, the intense music and then, like, the droidicas, like, doing one shot Anakin being like, oh, just force this together, and then, like, they would die. Simple. But these ones are fucking hardcore. I don't miss the Clone Wars. (laughs) (sighs) No. Anything else, Brittany? No, that's it, I believe. Um, can't wait to record next week after we've got board trip planning done. Can't wait to hear about your plans on how you're Hopefully. you're not going to crawl into a hole of stress and live there until April. Uh, I absolutely am, but yeah. Yeah, and oh, uh, end of the month is Timothy Olfunt and Cake Day, so don't forget that. And don't forget your cake. Do you know what kind of cake you're making? I do not know what kind of cake I'm making. I don't know either. But I have been rewatching uh, Justified. And I just look at Timothy Olfant and he's so, so pretty. He is a good man. Maybe I'll have him sit at my table too. He seems nice and charming. Yeah. I have a lot of celebrities at my table. Yeah, it's a big table. I feel like Matt Mole's gonna like get a table of people and like put like celebrity heads (laughs) and then like. I'm just going to have to do something with that table. Where is Matt Mole? What is he doing? I haven't heard from him lately. He's been quiet. He has been quiet. He hasn't been tagging us in any uh, things from that stupid show. Oh, God, I know. Every time I see Ted Mosby, I want to punch him. Not Matt Mole. (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) punch Matt Mole. Either way. I don't know. I I think Matt Mole's fine. He's a fine lad. Anything else we need to talk about? No, that's it. All right. Brittany, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as CantoBrit. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is at CantoBitePod. If you want to send us emails like our good, good friend and favorite listener, Jim Cameron, did, you can send those to CantoBitePod at gmail.com. 
Uh, otherwise, thanks for listening. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Uh, Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Ghetto bitch. Brittany, the Jinj, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendall Bitch number one.